how we do one thing is how we do everything. And so when my relationship with food felt like it was in the gutter, everything else around me felt like it was in the gutter. You know what I mean? So when I truly understood and realized that binging was not indicative of myself and just habitual patterning, it was so empowering. Hey you, welcome to the Let's Get Em podcast. I am your host, Emily Bott, an emotional wellness coach on a mission to end the struggle with food and our bodies. I am a firm believer that our lives are as good as we make them, and the obsession with food and our looks is no longer cutting it. This podcast is for you if you want to remember that you are more than a number on a scale or a gene size. So if you're ready to reconnect with who you genuinely are through relatable, practical, and spiritual tips, then I'm your girl. Remember, I've got your back and you've got mine. We are all on our self-love journeys together, so let's get them. I am sure that some of you feel like food is your drug of choice, right? So that is why I want to talk today about how I broke free from binge eating. I'm really going to hit on two particular ways today, and I want to share my story in hopes that, one, to just, you know, spread awareness of my story, and um, if you find any similarities with what your lived experience currently is, I, w- I hope that brings you comfort. And secondly, um, I just want to, you know, really give you the, these, these um, I guess, tips that helped me. This isn't really me the purpose of this episode, again, isn't really to share tips and tools and all the tangible things, but more just to help you out and just hear somebody's experience in hopes that it might allow you to decrease some of the suffering that you may have around your binge eating. So before I continue, this episode is brought to you by the End Binge Eating ebook. I have not even talked about this yet, so I'm super excited. If you are somebody who is currently really struggling with food and their body image and maybe you just feel totally completely out of control with food right every single day you come home and you're like oh I'm gonna binge today or I know that I'm about to literally pound all of these brownie brownie pieces into my face and I can't even stop if you feel like you've really lost control and really lost yourself within the struggle you feel hopeless you feel ashamed that mental guilt and then that like compensatory exercise that just comes into believe me I've been there so if that is you, um, then this ebook is for you. It is something that I've been working on for a while now. So if you want to get rid of the struggle, right, if you really want to hear the tangible tools and the exercises, the practices that will get you from that chronic suffering to a state where you're no longer worrying about food in your body 24-7, then head over to www.letsgetemcoaching.com. Click on the End Binge Eating ebook and you can find it and purchase it there. If you wait until the end of the episode, I do have a little, um, little surprise for you as well. So make sure to stay tuned. So without further ado, let's head into today's topic. How I broke free from binge eating. I'm going to do a really quick story recap for you, just so you understand um, why I'm talking about this. If, you, if you're new to the podcast, I'm just going to give you a very, very brief overview of what I went through. When I was in high school, I decided that I did not like my body. I wanted to lose some weight, innocently, very innocently, I think like all of us do. We head over to my fitness pal, or at least in the 
I don't know how many years ago this was, but whatever my fitness pal was really big, um, I think I probably saw somebody on Instagram say, hey, head over here, lose some weight fast. Of course, I was a math science girl. I'm like, oh, the quicker, the more quickly that I can lose weight, that's that's great. I can get to where I want to go faster. So therefore, I'm going to cut a lot of calories very quickly. And that is exactly what I did. Um, and because of that, the excessive calorie um, deficits that I was in mixed with the, you know, really rigorous um compensatory exercise at that point it wasn't compensatory i'll just say exercise it was punishment i hated doing it it was just cardio cardio nonstop. Ugh. oh man r.i.p um anyways this really got me all of a sudden to a state of mind with food where everything was all or nothing where i my good days were dictated by how many calories i consumed um the less in my in my head then, less calories was better. And um, the more calories that I consumed, if I went over my daily caloric limit, it was a terrible day. I was completely ashamed and just would berate myself mentally and then physically in the gym. So basically, I, I had a really um, disordered, well, I didn't know it at the time, but a really disordered um, relationship with food and my body. And so what happened was when I started to lose weight, um, that was, got a lot of positive feedback, a lot of positive comments like, oh my God, you're looking great. How'd you do it? Um, of course, at the time I didn't think I was, um, I thought, I thought I was doing everything healthily, so to speak, because that I didn't really know any better. I didn't really understand that the constant fatigue and the onset of a lot of food focus and all of that stuff was, could potentially become harmful. And unfortunately, what happened was to offset my extreme hunger, right? Because I was not eating enough, let me tell you. I don't really get into specific numbers on this podcast, but I will say that I sh- it was not enough to feed a child, okay? And when I was in this state, um, I was super hungry. So I decided to have start a cheat day, or it really started as a cheat meal. So I started these cheat meals and... All day, I would remember scrolling on Instagram or maybe it was Facebook back then. I don't remember when, but I would just scroll through tasty videos. Like I remember it was Wednesdays after school, right? I was in high school. It was Wednesdays and I'd get home from cheer practice and I would be thinking about my cheat day or cheat meal on Saturday and I would start scrolling for hours, just torturing myself because I was so hungry, but I wouldn't let myself, I wouldn't allow myself to eat it. So I would just basically me scrolling through all these things that I couldn't wait to possibly eat on Saturday. And as soon as Saturday came around, it was never enough. I would have the meal that I'd planned and I was still starving. And because my all or nothing mentality with food was really switched on at that point in time, my binge meal became a binge day, which became a binge weekend, right? And I should say, quote unquote, cheat meal. Um, because that's what I thought of it back then. Like the fitness industry, that's what I was hearing. That's what I was consuming. I was hearing, oh yeah, I have cheat meals, have, you know, do this. And it seemed really normalized and seemed really okay. So I kept doing it. And of course these, you know, the mentality behind that was, okay, once I ate my cheat meal, for instance, I already ruined the day, quote unquote, ruined the day. And maybe you're like this. Maybe you have that relationship with food where you already ate outside of the limits that you've placed on yourself with your diet or whatever that may be, whatever you're um, currently experiencing. But as soon as you go outside of those reins, your mind is like, screw it, throw in the towel. Just you've already messed up today. You might as well go all in and restart 
the diet tomorrow or restart over tomorrow, restart your calorie counting, macro tracking tomorrow. So that's kind of the um, mentality that began to really become rigid in my mind, right? And so the more that I did this, the more um, it became easier, right? We know how our, our brains work and they become really, they are really plastic. So I started reinforcing this behavior where I'd really restrict all week and I'd deprive myself of food and I was on my diet. And then as soon as the weekend rolled around, I was all out binging, totally out of control. Now, if it wasn't for the mental shame, the guilt that I felt the next day or the, the Monday um, because of the fear of weight gain, you know, I, I don't, I don't know, you know, I, I guess it's fine, right? I guess, I guess whatever you're exhibiting is fine. If that's how you do food, that, that's cool. Um, but I had so much shame and so much guilt and it would, it's all I could think about for, for days and days and days. I felt uncomfortable in my body. I was so bloated. I felt so gross. I couldn't look at myself for a couple of days. I would cry myself to sleep, right? It got really bad, really, really bad. It completely took over my mental real estate. Um, and when I got to college, when all of a sudden there was alcohol mixed in the um, in the whole th- scheme of things, right? That was not easy because that was one of my off-limit foods. And so the moment that I had alcohol on a Tuesday night, let's say, because I went to a school that liked to drink, haha, <laughs> shout out to Madison, Wisconsin. Um, as soon as I had one sip of alcohol on any day, it didn't matter if it was my, you know, planned binge days, my planned cheat meals, whatever. Um, I would all out lose control and basically that all or nothing mentality with food would kick in so hard that I would literally um, come home from the bars or wherever I was, I was, I was out um, and I, 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 would, I, I didn't want to drink, I didn't want to be there with my friends, I didn't want to make friends, I didn't even want to be social because all I could think about was food, 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 food and what I was going to eat when I got home. So I actually found myself my freshman year of college, right? when you're meeting new people and you're trying to, you know, grow as an individual and find yourself, blah, 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 whatever. I found myself leaving those situations to come home and just eat food because that's all that I could think about. So basically, the reason that I'm talking about how I broke free from this binge eating, right? How I, because this was a nightly nightly occurrence. I mean, I, it started monthly, then weekly, then it became a nightly occurrence, right? So how I went from so ingrained in this way of, you know, surviving with food, right? It was it was not an exist like it was a mere existence. It was not, I was not enjoying food. In fact, I hated food. It was the enemy. Anything that if I didn't have control over it or if I had to go out with friends, I couldn't enjoy meals or anything, right? I couldn't go out with friends. I couldn't spontaneously have a date night with my partner or I couldn't spontaneously, you know, go to you know, a restaurant with a new friend because it was outside of my meal plan, so to speak. And then I knew that I was going to binge. So I want to tell you how I went from that to now living a life of complete food freedom, of not worrying about binge eating, not even being on the radar, truthfully, not, um, you know, food is, so I love food now. Like it is something that is so important to me. I appreciate it. I, I love cooking. I love doing all of these things. Um, and, 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 really the, the suffering is no longer there, anything food and body related. Even if, let's say, I'm not feeling super hot in my body, which is totally normal because I'm a human being, um, even on those days where I feel I have negative body image days, it never, you know, 
it doesn't coincide with my relationship to food or exercise. There's no punishment. There's no compensatory nature there. And so I really want to just tell you the two ways that allowed me to go from this extreme suffering and rigidity to total freedom and trust with myself. So let's get into that. (laughs) So there are two main ways. The first one, um, The second one is bigger, and I'm going to tell you why in a second, but I'm just going to go through the first one because the first one is just as important. So the first way is that I made a lot of physical changes, and I don't mean physical in my body, but I mean physical in my reality. So I switched up my routine. So for example, when I was in college, I would always wake up early and work out. Now this this type of workout was typically a lot of excessive cardio. It was very punish driven it right it was very calorie focused because I was super into counting calories back then so what I would do is I'd wake up and I would try and calculate how many calories I over ate which just there's so much that I could go into there but let's just put that on let's put that for another podcast episode um and what I would do is I, I'd just go to the gym and be on the elliptical for hours um So basically, I tried to always, I I never wanted to reverse, I never wanted to undo all the hard work, quote unquote, hard work that I had done in the gym because back then it was solely focused on weight loss. So my exercise routine was very compensatory. It was punishment. I hated it. It was just torture. So what I learned is that, you know, I would continue to exhibit. The universe gives you the same lesson until you learn it, right? So back then, that wasn't really the verbiage or language that I would use or even understanding that I had of what I was going through what I did understand at that time was that if I kept um, doing the same thing over and over over like my behaviors were only becoming more extreme and and worse in my in my head right like they were only becoming heavier and just more dreadful etc so what I did is I started to change up my routine so working out was always a non-negotiable for me, um, though back then again, it was a lot of compensatory, cardio-based. Um, the intention wasn't great. What is so beautiful is that, like, through my relationship with exercise, and I've gone gone throughout this in other podcast episodes, but I've really now exercise. The intention behind it is so nourishing. It's for my mental, physical, emotional health, and there's just such a renegotiation of why I do movement. So. Even back then, um, there was still some components of, okay, this is also really good for my stress levels, my mental health. So that is part of um, why exercise has always been a non-negotiable for me. But anywho, again, another podcast episode, I can completely get into it. And actually, I have one on exercise, so you can go check that out. But basically, um, I switched up my routine. So I began working out at night. Okay, I completely completely switched. I, I challenged the trigger, basically, because I knew that if I... I knew that if I was, and I didn't know, okay, I had an idea and an inkling that if I were not to be able to work off, quote unquote, what I had done the night before, and I'm not saying that this is a good mentality to have, but this is just the mentality that I used back then that kind of allowed me to slowly walk out of binge eating. Um, I knew that if I wasn't going to be able to wake up and work out, I I really didn't want to feel like shit the whole day basically because you know when you eat a lot and you you feel so drowsy and lethargic and I I hated that feeling so I knew that okay wait a second if my workout wasn't until 5 6 p.m later the next day man maybe I shouldn't maybe maybe I I shouldn't binge tonight okay like maybe maybe there's a part of me that was like "Mm, hmm do I really want to put myself in this triggering situation where I might end up binging 
Okay. And, and at the beginning, you know, it was really difficult. Like I always want to preface and I always talk about this that like there's a point in which you can make a logical decision with binge eating. And if you're consistently under fueling and your body is needing nourishment, there's not going to be a lot of um, like higher level cognitive thought with these processes. So like take that with a grain of salt if that's where you're at. But if you are somebody who knows that you are, you know, you're fueling yourself, right? You're getting enough. You're not constantly um, under fueling in, in, in all these like deficits all the time, right? Then there's more of a um, decision process there. Okay, then there's more of like a logical like viewpoint of, ah, do I really want to put myself in this situation where I could potentially binge? Or even the more that you start to challenge these, you'll have, you'll begin, begin to create space between when that urge kicks on and the actual binge episode itself. So maybe you'll have a couple minutes of like, hmm, I feel this urge coming on. I feel like I want to binge and just stuff my face with food, but is this really the best decision for me? Right. So the more um, that you start to switch up your routine and challenge a lot of these just subconscious, you know, patterns that you have going on, you you really begin to um, renegotiate them. Okay, and switch them around. Another one that you could do is switching up mealtimes if you're so used to, um, you know, eating at a certain times. Just again, start to challenge these these rules that you have. Right. The, these it's not like you write these rules down, right? But these things that you're like, wait a second, why do I do that? You're, you're always, un- as we start to break free from diet culture and just, you know, our habitual patterning that we have with food, we begin to realize, wait a second, why do I have to eat dinner at five? Who says I have to eat dinner at five? Okay, if I'm not hungry and I tend to eat a lot at five and then I just want to bend the rest of the night, like, okay, what if I waited till I was hungry so I eat dinner at seven and see how that went? That was definitely one thing that I used to do. Um, I was in a sorority college, and so what happened is we had chapter dinner, or we had our dinners at like 5 p.m., and like I was always used to in high school um, eating really late. So that was just like what I got used to, and so I was never really hungry at 5. So what ended up happening is like I'd go to these dinners, and it was food, right, that I'd paid for, so I was going to eat it. Um, But I wasn't ever hungry, and then I felt guilty because I'm like, well, I'm not hungry, I shouldn't be eating this, and then I just would basically end up binging the whole night anyways. And so I realized, I kind of took a step back. I observed these behaviors and realized, wait a second, oh, this is what's going on. Okay, well, what if I um, I ate my dinner later, <laughs> right? What if I got like a to-go and ate it when I was hungry? If I knew that I was going to be binging at 5 p.m. every single day and that I couldn't focus on studying, I couldn't focus on anything else the rest of the night because I was just focused on feeling guilty, Okay. One other thing that I did to switch up my routine is I would schedule. So I always binged my, what happened for me is I would always binge at night. So dinner. So typically like my breakfast was pretty similar. Like my lunch, I've gotten, I've gone into this before, but like I wasn't, my, my eating during the day wasn't very, um, I wouldn't say it was a, a good plan to follow. Let's just say that, but let's just, let's just for the, for the purpose of this episode, let's just say that I would basically eat a lot at night. And what happened is I would, like I said, I'd eat a lot at night and I'd feel guilty. I couldn't focus on studying. I couldn't focus on hanging out with my friends. Like all I could do was focus on how much I was eating. And it was just this whole entire thing. So one thing that I did also begin to do to switch up my routine and begin challenging these notions is I would schedule something after my dinner. 
I would schedule something after the possible binge episode that I perhaps would occur because I knew that I needed to force myself out of the spiral, out of the mental spiral that I was in. I needed to force myself or distract myself, get myself out of this funk because the faster that I could pull myself out of this funk, the faster that I could, you know, either end the binge episode because the more that I was like in that state of mind, the more I would just continue. Um, but also it, it got me, I started recreating a new habit of, okay, I'm eating, then I'm leaving. Like my, my meal time wasn't my entire evening, if that makes sense, right? I would have my meal as one thing and then I would go do onto the next. So this really allowed the you know, the frequency of the binges also to become less, right? Less frequent just because, um, again, when I was able to get some of that cognitive thinking back in, right, that control, so to speak, like, I didn't want to feel shitty about myself when I was hanging out with my friends. If I knew that I was going to go on a date night or if I was going to go, like, I don't know, go out to a movie or go out even for drinks with my friends, I didn't want to feel gross in my body. And so there was that part of me that's like, wait a second, maybe not. Maybe let's step away from this behavior and see how this goes, right? So again, the first way that I really started to break free from binge eating was physically changing up my day-to-day with food, exercise, just scheduling around, um, scheduling things around because at that point in my life, like food was what I scheduled everything around. So I knew that I needed to switch that up and make the priority my life and then allow food to go go around that if that makes sense um the second thing that i did is was the way more bigger and powerful and influential in the long-term scheme of things and that was separating my identity from my food behaviors my binge eating because what happened was the struggle that i was exhibiting made me feel so weak it made me feel worthless it made me feel out of control. It made me just feel unworthy and incapable of sticking to my word. It, like how we do one thing is how we do everything. And so when my relationship with food felt like it was in the gutter, everything else around me felt like it was in the gutter. You know what I mean? So when I truly understood and realized that binging was not indicative of myself and just habitual patterning, it was so empowering. Because I realized that I just attached myself onto this view of myself that was super negative and so untrue. So untrue. This was just something I was exhibiting. This was just a habit that I was exhibiting. Just like if you have a bad habit of online shopping, let's say. I don't know if you're like a shopping addiction. Well, you, you, that, that doesn't have the stigma of feeling out of control, right? It's it's very normal to to think to have like an addiction to shopping, right? I know, believe me, when I start window shopping, it's like not a great thing. There's like a million things in my Zara cart right now. But anyways, that's irrelevant. What I mean is that that isn't your identity. You don't you don't think of yourself as oh, I'm this online shopper. I'm this terrible online shopper who has no control over her life because she can't control herself when she logs onto Zara. <laughs> Something I don't know. Maybe that was a poor example, but even with, let's say smoking, maybe you're a smoker. You, you don't only think of yourself as a smoker. Okay, that's just something that you do, right? 
just like a career. I think actually this is one of those things where a lot of us do attach our worth and our identity into our career, like what we're doing. But we must remember that we are ourselves first and foremost, and then we are the things that we do. Right? There is us at our core, our humanity, our essence, whatever you want to call it, our souls, <laughs> live in this whole human experience. And th then there's the things that we decide to do during our human experience. So with food, when I understood that I was not my binge eating behaviors, I was not this, this out of control hot mess express who couldn't get on top of her life. I stopped internally judging myself so much and it was so freeing. Because when you stop internally judging yourself, you stop these, all these mental critics, these internal bullies that just constantly talk at you. And as soon as those start to quiet down, then there's space for more positive voices, more empowering voices. The voices who inspire you to do things, who motivate you to get up, get out of bed, change the world, I don't know. That felt a lot better than constantly berating myself mentally, emotionally, and physically, <laughs> and telling myself that I was worthless. Right? So again, the this separating my identity, this is the most powerful thing that we can do because what we identify with is how we really show up in our lives. It is the most powerful thing that we do. And remember, that what is that quote? It's like, it's not... It's, it's not how I think of myself. It's not what you think of myself. It's how I think you think of myself. I totally said that wrong, but the point is still the same. When suddenly I thought everybody else saw me as this gross individual who could see what I was doing with food and how out of control I felt. Like when I thought everybody was perceiving me like that, I could not function. And as soon as I understood and realized that nobody saw me like that, one, it was my false perception of what I thought. But when I realized that also that was in my control of what I thought of myself and how I wanted to show up, so much changed. And I was able to really start challenging, challenging excuse me, a lot of these food behaviors, these unsupportive decisions that I was making with exercise, um, all of it, really. I was able to start challenging that from a better vibration, <laughs> if that makes sense. So again, how I broke free from binge eating is, one, switching up a lot of my routine. Started to challenge those habitual patterns. And then two, you know, separating my identity from my binge eating. That was way more powerful in the long run. So with that, I hope this helps. If you struggle with binge eating, um, like I said earlier on in the episode, head over to www.letsgetemcoaching.com. Click on the end binge eating ebook. And because you listened to the, um, all the way through the end of the episode, the ebook is actually on sale right now. Um, so please, please, please go head over to, and do that. If you want to save money and completely change, transform your relationship to food and your body. You do not deserve the suffering, the internal bullying, the guilt, all of it that comes with binge eating. Believe me, I have been there and this place is so much better. <laughs> I promise. It's so worth it to go through healing, recovery, whatever it may be. 
So please just remember that. And as always, you know, utilize the extra support where you can find it. Utilize these eBooks, utilize the guides, utilize the people who've been there, because I promise you, those are the people who are going to help you lead you way, lead you the way out, guide you out. I don't, I don't really know how, how words work today, but that's fine. Um, remember that you are so much more powerful and capable than you know. Okay. It's my last piece for you. My little, my little love note from my heart to yours. So with that, as always reach out, please subscribe to the podcast so I can continue dropping some of this stuff in your earbuds every Thursday. And I will talk to you soon. Bye for now. Thank you so much for spending this time with me on the Let's Get Em podcast. One quick thing before you go. If this episode brought you added value, insight, or inspiration, it would mean the absolute world to me if you could help spread the word of my podcast and my mission. If you could please write a five-star review and share this on Instagram, I would be forever grateful. Make sure to tag me so I can personally thank you. And if you screenshot your review and DM it to me, I will enter you in a raffle to win a completely free one-on-one breakthrough coaching session with me. Yep, that is a $150 value, completely free. So what are you waiting for? I'll talk to you soon. Until next time, let's get on.